Hey there, Mr. Reddit here. Welcome back to another episode of r slash Entitled Parent Stories. Our first story we'll be reading today. Karen thinks her son deserves honors placement regardless of his grades. After that, delivery driver gets his karma twice. After that, Entitled Parent calls my dad a liar because he doesn't look disabled. After that, Entitled Customer tries to return something we don't even sell. And after that, Nice try, Karen, but you're not my mother. Now, Karen told me if this video gets 1,000 likes, she won't demand honors placement for an entire week. So please smash that like button. And if you're new, subscribe and turn on notifications for new stories from Reddit every single day. And huge shout out to Richard, our newest official member of the Re-Army. Thank you so much for supporting the channel. Join as an official channel member today and I'll give you a special shout out in our next video. Karen thinks her son deserves honors placement regardless of his grades. I worked in a pretty affluent school district for 14 years and met a lot of entitled parents. These two from my first year of teaching never left my mind though. Obviously, dialogue is not really accurate. As an 8th grade English teacher, it was my job to recommend either Honors English, Level 1 English, or Level 2 English for my students' 9th grade year. Personally, I hated this. I want kids to work to the best of their abilities and not make them feel inferior when they just might not be mentally mature enough for a higher placement yet. Math and science also had to make similar recommendations. To clarify, Level 1 was a normal, rigorous class, probably comparable to the class I was currently teaching. Level 2 was for kids who really struggled with reading and writing. Honors was very intense. Students would write numerous papers that might not even get graded. They would have multiple chapters to read independently each night, frequent tests and quizzes, and no grammar instruction because they should already have mastered it at this point. It was probably appropriate for maybe 20% of my students at most. Math and science were tracked in the same way. Parents never liked this either. Multiple complaints every year, but parents could choose to waive their kids into whichever level they decided. Pretty much never went well. So many kids who would wave into honors would fail quarter one and need to drop a level before the end of the semester. On the other hand, if they dominated in level one, their current teacher could suggest moving them up. These two entitled parents asked for a meeting with me, the math teacher and science teacher. When they joined us in the room we were meeting in, they were absolutely simmering with rage. Their son had not been recommended for any honors classes and that was not okay. Basically, we explained, kiddo did a good job, did his homework, got solid B's and some A's, did what he was asked, no more, no less. He fit the description of a level one. Entitled Dad, either you are all wrong or this school has failed our son. He came in with straight A's in elementary school. You obviously didn't teach him well enough or you placed him incorrectly. Entitled Mom, my husband and I graduated from Ivy League schools. Our other two kids are in Ivy League schools. Us. Okay, <laughs> but we aren't placing them or you. We're placing this kiddo. And pretty much, if you do your work in our elementary schools, you get an A. Entitled Dad. Well then, you need to give him more time to do better. He obviously wasn't trying. Us. Honors kids don't need to be warned to try. They just try and succeed because they are really advanced in these areas. How will he get into a good college if he is a level one? Every year, almost all of the senior class goes on to college. Some fantastic colleges too. Plus, if he does well, he can go up a level. 
then put him in honors. And if he does badly, he can move down. Us. That can be really tough on a kid. To be in a class with others and then have to leave because you can't achieve what they can? Also, the class has to slow down to try to help any kid who isn't grasping the material, and now the whole class is behind. It's much better for a kid's self-esteem to do so well they move up. Also, remember, you can wave him in. Entitled Mom We don't want to wave him in. We want you to recommend him. Entitled Dad All of our friends' kids are in honors. How would it look if we had to wave ours in? Ding, ding, ding. There it is. They can't hold their heads high in the country club if their son is just normal. We ended up saying if he made a drastic improvement by the end of the year, we would reconsider. By the way, he didn't. Even with some incredible papers written at home for my class, weird how he couldn't write as well in class. Parents waved him in. He did horrible in all three and ended up back in level one for all except science. Ended up passing science by the skin of his teeth. Honestly, my heart goes out to him. That's really difficult, especially if your parents are comparing your success to theirs, your siblings, and your neighbors. Speaking of classes, what was your favorite class in school? Please leave a comment letting me know. Next we've got, Delivery Driver Gets His Karma Twice. I was driving down a small country road with a 45 mile per hour speed limit that some choose to ignore. And coming up behind me was a standard work truck I won't name names, but it was a popular automotive parts store delivery truck and got right on my bumper. I'm not in a tiny car, but it's a sedan and he was so close that all I saw was grill and hood in my mirrors. While I stayed doing the speed limit, after about 3 minutes, he decided that a sharp curve was the perfect time to pass me and surprise surprise, there was a car coming after the curve. He swerved at me and I slammed the brakes nearly missing his bumper. Thankfully, I had this all on dash cam, front and back. I got home and got the footage on my laptop and called their 1-800 number with his plate number and his truck number. The woman I spoke to was super apologetic and she asked me to send her the video. She watched it while on the line with me and immediately asked if she could put me on hold. I said yes and a few minutes go by and she comes back and brings me someone else on the line, the local store manager of that driver. She had sent him the video and the manager apologized a ton and promised me right then and there that that employee was terminated for their behavior. A few weeks go by and I don't hear anything till a friend of mine on Facebook sends me a link. The driver that was fired managed to get my name from his HR or manager or something and was trying to find me in real life because he lost his job and made a video wearing his work uniform threatening me because of everything. I went to my local police station about it and showed them the video and explained everything and was told I needed to speak to that company again because they let my name get out. I called them and told them everything going on and I was told I'd get a call from their HR department within two to three business days. Literally six hours later, I received a call from some higher up HR person with one of their legal team on the phone. They wanted me to sign a document stating I won't publicly go after them or give negative PR if they sue him for me and get a restraining order and everything on this guy for what he threatened. They even offered to have a lawyer of my choosing go over it with me at no cost to me and sign it and have them handle it. Another few more weeks go by and that friend on Facebook, he knows that guy's family or something, 
said that the dude's mom posted some sob story that her son is going through some expensive court case that he likely won't win because the other team is over 10 lawyers. So not only lost his job, but then tried to find me only to have his ex-employer sue him. Next we've got Entitled Parent Calls My Dad a Liar Because He Doesn't Look Disabled. For some reason, it's almost like my dad and I are entitled parent magnets. When we're together, we usually have some sort of encounter. They're pretty minor most of the time, but occasionally they are absolute horror shows. This is one of those times. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. With Mint Mobile, my connection is so much better than my previous wireless provider, and I'm saving so much now on my monthly bill. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get this new customer offer and your new 3-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash redder. That's mintmobile.com slash redder. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash redder. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Cast. We've got Bug. That's me, your idiotic narrator. We've got Dad, the big guy I happen to share jeans with. We've got Entitled Dad, very angry and very overweight man in a minivan. We've got Entitled Mom, the minivan man's wife. She was kinda okay. We've got kids one and two. Two very annoying kids, probably about two to three years younger than me. My dad and I haven't always gotten along, so while I was on leave, we tried to hang out as much as possible. So mostly, that was us running to the store for groceries and other little things. This encounter happened in a Walmart parking lot, so I am not surprised by the lack of brain cells from the entire entitled family we met. A little backstory might help, so here it is. My dad is a veteran, 100% disabled due to his time overseas and as a paratrooper when he was younger. This means he is able to park in handicapped spots. He does this occasionally when his knees are giving him more issues than their normal pain. Today is one such day. Now a little more about my dad. Dude does not look like he is any sort of disabled. Even though he's pushing 50, he still works out as much as his body will allow him to. Man is still built like a gorilla and looks like he's still an infantryman. But anyway, on to the story. My mom asked my dad and I to head over to the store to pick up some food for dinner. Honestly, we ended up grabbing more snacks than anything, but we got what mom had asked for. As we were checking out, we heard the voice of God. Not really. It was the intercom asking for the owner of the gray Ford F-150 parked in the handicapped spot to please come to customer service. Dad. Oh man, if someone stole my truck, I'm gonna cry. Me. Someone probably just doesn't realize that having DV on your license plate means you are a disabled vet. Bet you 20 that's what it is. Him and I finished checking out and headed over to where we were summoned and looked for whoever called for us. The first thing we noticed was the absolute whale of a man, his two kids and his wife standing there. I kid you not, the man's face was beet red and you probably could have fried an egg on it. Also to be fair, calling the guy a whale is an overstatement. 
He probably was only 250 or 275, but that's still fairly heavy. But this is coming from a 150 pound stick bug, so what do I know? Entitled Dad. Is that your truck? Why the heck did you take up a handicapped spot if you're obviously not? Entitled Mom. Her voice actually would have been pleasant if she wasn't so angry. My husband has very serious hip issues, and he had to walk from the back of the parking lot to the front of the store because of your rudeness. Dad. Sir, ma'am, I can park there. I'm a disabled vet. Entitled Dad. B.S. If you're so disabled, you shouldn't be able to maintain your body like that. Me. Sir, he was injured overseas. Some days it's worse than others, and today his knees keep locking up. My dad then lifted his pants leg to show them his knee braces, which honestly looks like some futuristic exoskeleton make you run fast and jump far kind of thing. The woman immediately looked embarrassed and apologized, something I wish her husband had done. Entitled Dad. I don't give a crap. I had to risk messing up my hip even more because your sensitive little dad's knees hurt, kid. I have actual pain. Entitled Mom. Sir, please forgive my husband. He's just angry right now. Entitled Dad. Shut up, Entitled Mom. Let me handle it. Dang it. My dad and I honestly just wanted to buzz off at that point, so we turned around to walk away when I felt a hand on my shoulder. Kid 1. Hey, kid. Apologize to my dad before you leave, jerk. Now, most stories would be like, this kid didn't realize I was a black belt in every form of hand-to-hand -hand combat, but I'm a realist and don't enjoy fighting very much. Me. Bro, I don't have to apologize for crap, so let me go. Kid 1. No, jerk. My dad could have hurt his hip from walking because of you two. Apologize. Me. I don't think I want to. At that point, I was mad from this kid having his grimy high school hand on my shoulder, so I yanked his hand off of me and started to walk away. Hey, forget you, kid. My dad and I just walked away and got into the truck. When we shut our doors, we both burst out laughing because of the entitled dad's idiocy and his kid's rudeness. Dad, hey man, I'm proud of you for not starting a fight or anything. Thanks for standing up for me too, but I had it. Me, I was standing up for you? Nah, man. I was just making sure he didn't realize you were disabled, so I won the bet. Dad. Never mind. You're a jerk. Me. Yeah, I get it from my dad. And that's it. No big scene or climax or anything. Nobody got arrested. We just went home and made some enchiladas and had a few bowls of ice cream afterwards. Speaking of ice cream, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Please pause this right now and leave a comment letting me know. Next, we've got... Entitled customer tries to return something we don't even sell. So I spent about a year working in a shop that sold equipment and supplies for disabled or elderly people. Walking sticks, wheelchairs, electric scooters, and other, more personal sundries. I actually liked the job, and all things being equal, I'd still be working there today, but that's a story for another day. Anyways, this incident happened on a Saturday, so I was alone in the shop. An older gentleman, I'd say mid to late 60s, came in carrying a plastic bag. He walks up to the counter where I'd been refilling the boxes of those rubber ends for walking sticks and crutches, and I said hello and asked how I could help him. I bought this the other day, but it's no good. He placed the bag down on the counter. I'd like to return it. I didn't recognize him, but figured that the manager must have served him, so I automatically asked if he has the receipt. He produced a sheet of paper. A4 paper, which seemed a little odd. Most items we sold came with just a regular till receipt. 
while larger items had a three-layer white-yellow-pink form. White copy went with the customer, yellow in our records, and pink to the tax man. Most of what we sold was VAT-free, so we needed to keep records of what we sold and to who. However, what he offered me wasn't the flimsy receipt I was expecting, but just a regular sheet of printer paper. I looked at it and saw that it was from another shop, maybe a mile away across the other side of the town center. Oh, you bought this from the other shop? Yes, he nods. Your other shop, the one on this road. <laughs> no, we're a different company. I point to my name badge, which clearly states who I work for. They're the other company. Yes, but you're the same, he insists. We sell similar products, but we're a completely different company. I opened the bag to see what was inside. I honestly can't remember exactly what it was, but while we sold similar items that did the same job, we had never sold that particular item. It even had the price label on it, which clearly stated that it was, indeed, from the other shop. We don't even sell this. You'll have to take it back to the other shop. I don't want to walk all the way down there, he exclaimed. And that much I could get behind, given it was raining pretty heavily that day. I want you to refund it now. I'm sorry, sir, but I can't give you a refund for something that you didn't buy from us, and we don't even sell. But you're the same, he repeated, more insistently this time. No, we sell similar products, but they're a completely different company. I so wanted to pinch the bridge of my nose while I struggled to come up with a comparison he might understand. It would be like buying something from supermarket A, then wanting to return it to supermarket B. They're both supermarkets, but they're not the same company. But you're the same, he repeated yet again. At this point, I'm starting to wonder if he had some sort of dementia. But aside from his inability to grasp the concept that two shops could sell similar items and yet not be the same company, he seemed fine. No, sir, we are not. I do my level best not to sound condescending. We are this shop. They are the other shop. We have no connection with them besides selling similar items. If you want to return this, you will have to go to the other shop. Are you going to give me my refund or not? He asks, clearly convinced that I'm trying to get out of refunding him his money. No, sir. I remain calm. I cannot refund you for something that you did not buy from us. He muttered something about trading standards and the police, then stormed off out of the shop, leaving his item and receipt behind. I put them back in the bag and put the bag under the counter and called the owner. I explained what happened, which quickly had him laughing, and he told me to just leave it under the counter in case the man came back, and if he did, give him the number for the main office. The shop I worked at was one of four the company operated. The man never came back, and we never got contacted by trading standards or the police. As far as I know, the bag, the item, and the receipt are still in the stock room to this day. As an aside, the other shop closed suddenly, as in the owner left in the middle of the night, not even telling the staff, after they were caught by trading standards, selling a secret shopper something completely unsuitable for their stated needs, but cost twice as much as what they actually needed was. I, on the other hand, always made sure I sold someone the best fit for their needs, even going so far as to refuse a sale once. But again, a story for another day. Next we've got, Nice try, Karen, but you're not my mother. Where this story takes place is actually the only motel my parents have managed thus far. It's pretty old and a lot of things have to be manually done or switched on or off. So it was a Friday and early evening. 
I was heading down to the opposite side of the hotel to turn on the exterior lights, the electronic sign, parking lot lights, etc. This motel didn't have all doors with electronic locks, so the door I had to get through was actual lock and key. So I'm walking down past all the rooms when a door behind me opens. I keep walking, barely throwing a glance over my shoulder. I eventually make it towards the end and am just about to pull out the key when I hear rapid footsteps. I turn around, stopping another wild Karen in her tracks. Alright, she didn't really look like a Karen, but I had been in the lobby when she checked in and yeah, no doubt about it. For a second, she actually hesitates to talk, almost fooling me into thinking, oh, great spaghetti monster, was I wrong about her? Ha, <laughs> nope. Karen begins to berate me for not being behind the desk and getting her food. What the heck? It's a motel. Where does she think she is? Like expensive hotel? I tell her in a mocking way, since I honestly gave zero hoots about what she said. Oh, sure. Let me just snap my fingers and conjure food from the non-existent kitchen, your highness. She did not like that. I was sure she would start yelling at me for mocking her, but nope. You're a witch? Once more, I ask. What the heck? This just took a turn that made me long for a big stick to smack her upside the head with because something was obviously just rolling around up there. Maybe if I did it hard enough, I could make her qualified to be shipped up to the loony bin or the funny farm. I start laughing in her face, mostly from my own thoughts. Her face starts to turn this shade of red that makes me laugh even harder because it makes her look like the tomato from VeggieTales in a blonde wig. Why are you laughing? I'm the manager's wife and I can fire you. Still laughing, I'm bent over trying to breathe properly with tears streaming down my face from laughing so hard. That makes me start snorting from breathing in and out at the same time. I know that's total BS. I wrote in my first post about my parents, right? My parents are the collective manager here. She has no idea. I eventually take a deep breath, clench my nails into my palms, and look this Karen straight in the eyes. You'd fire your own daughter, ma'am? I later told my mother about this and she kind of found it insulting I'd say that. My mom is so much better looking according to my father. Karen looks so dumbfounded by what I'd said that I have to actually turn my head towards the side completely so she's out of my line of vision so I don't start my laughing fit again. She huffs angrily and walks away. I turn on the lights and think that's the end of it. Nope. The morning shift typically has to clean up breakfast. And since I was helping my dad, who at the time was suffering from something unknown in his legs that made it painful to walk, I was the one that was cleaning up breakfast. It's from 6 to 9 and it was about 15 minutes from 10. I was just wiping down the counter now. Nothing was left from breakfast on the counter except for coffee for guests. I go into the back office and started washing dishes, which means that my dad has to keep his ear out for the door chime to go off, signaling that someone has come in. I am in the middle of washing dishes when I hear yelling coming from the front. I'm greatly concerned for my dad and rush towards the office, grabbing my phone from the desk in case I had to call 911. I didn't. Lo and behold, Karen had arrived. She was yelling at my dad about how there was no breakfast set out, how he was a jerk employee and she knew the manager. Yeah, well, she did. She was talking to him after all. My dad kept trying to explain breakfast hours were over and they were under no obligation to keep it open for her, even pointing to the sign right behind his head that stated the hours too. Karen was not having it. She saw me as soon as I walked in. And your employee cursed me last night when I was simply asking for directions. No, she didn't say cursed at me. 
I have to do the whole nails in palm trick to not start laughing at the memory because I would no doubt get in trouble for that. My dad turns to me and gives me this questioning look. I shake my head and shrug. Ma'am, she's not a- I want her fired right now! Well, as we say in the industry, the customer is unfortunately always right. My dad turns to me, his face away from Karen, and gives me a grin before saying, You heard the lady, you're fired. I give him a returning grin. Okay, dad, I'll go finish the dishes. Karen starts sputtering nonsense, but my dad turns to her and says, Is there anything else I can help you with? Karen demands to see the manager. Now in the back office, a few steps away from the open door that separates the office from front desk, I watch my dad stroll into the office in quite a bit of pain, which made me mad. Close the door, wait a minute, before he walks back out and says, I'm the manager here, and I'm asking you to leave the property. Karen screams, Well then, I'm not paying. Okay, guess what? You already paid at check-in, with cash that requires a $50 deposit, so therefore, you're not getting it back. My dad shrugs, and I walk out from behind the desk a moment later to refill the coffee pot where Karen has moved to get some. That's right, she didn't leave. Karen starts yelling at me now. It's endless screaming and yelling. What the heck are you doing? You're fired! I smirk and tell her two things. One, I'm the manager's daughter and not actually an employee. Two, the coffee here is for paying guests, and since you clearly stated you're not paying, you can't have any. The coffee was out anyways, so she couldn't get any even if she tried. Karen, now understanding why I had called her mom the previous night, storms off. I don't see her again for the rest of the weekend. Which, too, wild Karen zero. And shoutouts to our Regenerals of the day, Ian, Aldeon, and Luna Frosty Wolf. Become tomorrow's Regenerals by leaving as many reads as you can in the comments below, and please listen to my playlist every night when you go to sleep.